0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Fuck Off. (laughs) (laughs) I do the intros and the outros. You get to fucking play the game. Oh my god. (laughs) My bad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Dicey D20. I'm your host, DM, Noah, and I'm joined here by our players, Tyson McKay. Hello. Our our bright lord, Rogar Ragnak. Yo yo, and of course, our our favorite player of oh. the of the podcast. <laughs> well, my personal favorite. Well, to be man. honest, oh, sh- it's yeah. the name. Yeah, yeah. I hand out the most <laughs> inspo points to Kievo Fiedl- <laughs> Mazanthrov. That's not true. Let's,
1: let's do this. <laughs> let's kick some hag ass.
0: Uh, before we begin, do any of our players have any questions, comments, or concerns? No, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Good. Okay, excellent. I uh yeah, just always want to check. Uh we didn't have any level ups in the house. The so silence no... spell is still on me. <laughs> the silent spell <laughs> is not still on you. You, no. you you had walked out of the house. Would anyone like to give from the player's mouths uh, a little recap of what went down last episode? Well, the way that Fievel saw it. <laughs> 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 he was oppressed. <laughs> yes. Obviously,
1: there's a lot of legs and feet in my, uh, my view. And I mean, looking down at people was the just bit once I hopped on Jack Bauer. But pretty much, uh, we had a choice of what we had to do. Most the majority of the team went with Oren's vote to go see the hag or witch or whatever that ugly thing is.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and mother.
1: Yeah, Granny Addie. I know her name. Yeah, I just I forget if it's a witch or a hag. But anyway, so we took that, followed through, day's ride about, and got there. This whole parade and everything that was pretty exciting. Um, that's a, the that's what the true story. Away from this, <laughs> we, we learned the true backstory of Evil. Yes, I revealed my true backstory. <laughs> if, if you forget it, just zoom back to the other episode. Give it another listen. We're gonna have to change the Wikipedia page. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It turns out there was no human slaughtered his tribe. <laughs> he wanted to be king. They said no. So he alluded to the fact that he killed them all. We're not sure if it's true or not. But yeah. So that's that's a, that's a good place to. Granny Addie gave you guys a choice. She said, "I'll tell you all you want to know if you help me." Uh, she had a falling out with some of her hag sisters, uh, and since then has been just dying to get her hands on another coven to to get that magical. Rule of Three back into play. So she wants two more hags. She gave, or asked, I should say, our Bright Lord, Rogar Ragnac, and only Rogar Ragnac, to sprinkle some mysterious powder over two small children in a nearby mining town called Grey Tips. In this town. uh,
2: (laughs) Can you repeat that? It sounds like Grey Tips. It's chili powder, Seb.
0: It's not chili powder, (laughs) and it's called Grey Tips. Son of a bitch. And, <laughs> and she uh, she she was truthful. And, and as you guys know from your, your little Nat 20 there for your lore of hags, they cannot lie. She said that the father was killed in a mining accident. The mother, very sickly, gave birth to twin daughters. And hags are kind of superstitious. They kind of believe that twins is a precursor to some pretty great magical power that they can gain once they are hags. So she asked only the Bright Lord, only the super good guy. Rogar Ragnac to go ahead and do this, but the team didn't know what they wanted to do so they hopped out of the the hag's lair, her large willow tree and they decided to have a little chat about what it is that they wanted to do those very large golems were standing right outside staring you guys down, and you're now over by your carts, which are thick, uh, wheels covered in mud the horses kind of seem restless, they whinny and neigh and their eyes look wild, like they're kind of spooked by just the atmosphere of this hag's a uh, little tiny clearing outcropping in the swamp. I now leave it up to our players to have a conversation, decide what are they going to do. Are they going to follow Granny Addy's instructions and get the information that they came for? Is Fievel Mazenthorov going to take Granny Addy up on her offer to heal Arda? And is Tyson McKay going <laughs> to no. be able to restrain, himself <laughs> to restrain himself from burning the whole bitch down to the ground? So oh, it's God. up to you guys.
3: fear the hag
1: oh
0: <laughs> either one.
1: First off horses going wild let's use some wild empathy on them and calm them down a notch you know man oh, pop pop
0: you know what pop, I said pop. I gave him the most inspiration points but this is actually playing very much to Fievel's character you know uh, so, I will give an inspiration point for this. I think it's very much him to use oh, wow. his Beastmaster influence over the horses. So, you use wild empathy. Could you, uh, do you have to roll for that or what's the, what's the deal there?
1: I guess, yeah, so I'd have to roll and see how well I do it, so, like, obviously it's, like, this mouse walking over to a fucking horse, like, neighing and shit, and then I'm just gonna have to use my god knows what the mouse does, but anyway, let's see what happens.
0: You're kind of influencing them with magic, but you're also, like, calming them down, you're doing, like, the nurturing thing. Are horses, am I remembering this incorrectly, are they not fucking terrified of mice?
1: Uh, everyone's terrified of Fievel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, that's that's elephants.
0: <laughs> oh, elephants are terrified yes. of mice. Okay, of I knew it was something. Okay,
1: toads. Yeah. Toads love mice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they love to eat them. Little known right. fact. Can, l- this is this is obviously a, uh, a a digression. We can we can continue on. Fievel, you're about to roll. Okay, rolling uh, seven. The horses do not seem swayed by your Ooh, oh. magical influence. They definitely focus on you a little bit more now. They stop whinnying and neighing. They're kind of like staring at you, but they're not calm by any means. Okay, I'm going to I
1: cook them. I take off my shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you take off your shirt. You have a shirt?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you not wearing armor? <laughs> I, um, I I'm going to leave it on. That was, that was just, <laughs> just a joke. Nope. Okay, <laughs> I thought this was part of the beastmaster act. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna call
1: Fireman to carry me. Maybe if I get to like head level with these horses, that something different will happen. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna allow it. Fi- Yo, Fireman. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Carry me. Okay, how does this help with that? Lift me up. It'll help. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> uh, can Can you tell me your name before I lift you up?
0: Oh. Ooh. <laughs> My
1: name is Baxter.
0: <laughs> Roll me a deception check right now. <laughs> I'd like to roll insight on this. That. That's a
1: 17. Okay. Is that he's charisma pretty, too? Yes. Yes, it
0: is. So a 19. Okay. So that's pretty fucking convincing that his name's Baxter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm going to roll the deception. Like, just, just check. Okay. Oh, fuck. That's 14. a 12.
0: Oh, 14. Okay. You believe his name's Baxter, <laughs> or at least you believe that, you know, he, this is the name he's giving you, right?
3: <laughs>
0: awesome. Yeah, All doesn't right. seem like All a right, lie Baxter. to
3: you. All right, Baxter. Nice to nice to meet you finally.
1: I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask. God, lift me up, please. Okay, where would you like me to put you? In front of the horses, like like I'm a I'm a show show like, mouse. Like Simba? Yes. God damn. Okay. It's a circle of life, people. Okay. I right, pick him up.
0: Okay. Should I I'm not gonna make you roll for that now. Uh, I'm you're now. I, you're now. I no. You're not. You're. you're yeah. <laughs> You're very much eye level with the horses now, so what would you like to do? <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe I'll move me closer to the horses. I want to be able to, like, touch both of them with my hands, like one on each head. <laughs>
0: There are three horses. There's three of them. Yeah. Okay,
1: my tail could touch the third one.
0: Oh my gosh! Again, <laughs> yeah. with the
1: fucking tail. I'm making this work.
0: Okay, <laughs>
1: sure. I can't. I can't strangle people, but I can touch. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going for. <laughs> that is not. Yeah, we could have been <laughs> so much further. In this you know game what? Brain. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> the horses need help. Okay. I do anything. Michael. That's a
0: fourteen. Your wild empathy does work on the horses. They seem unnaturally calm for the pretty scary scenario that they find themselves in. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Oren looks to you and says, thanks for calming the horses, but can we be- get back to business now?
1: <laughs> I turn around. Well, oh, you're, I turn, you're enticing I turn him. Yes. <laughs> oh. I, turn me, please. <laughs> I turn him. Okay. And then I, I look, give him a little dirty look. Dirty look? Yeah. Me or? No, no. Oren, because right. he told me to focus on this hag instead of my gentle beasts over here.
2: You know what? Okay. In the in the meantime, I'm going to talk to the knights and I'm going to tell them my plan. You're going to
0: tell them your plan? Oh, yeah. You guys have a plan? Yeah, I guess well, is, has a plan. This is yes. fucking news to me. So it, Oren looks <laughs> to you guys and says, "What is it that you guys would like to do?"
2: I'll do the task, but on one condition: you guys have to make
0: me a promise. I suppose you're, well, I, I guess, I guess for him, he doesn't want to unconditionally promise. So he's, he's gonna say, may I hear it first? Well, after I do the task, I'm gonna make an oath to, uh, save the two
2: kids that I'm kidnapping, or not kidnapping, but turning into hags. Mommy snatching. <clears throat> to, uh, go back and save them. And you guys will have to help me come back and kill this hag after.
0: Unfortunately, my boy, if you kill the hag, It won't mean that the children won't turn when they're 13. That can't be changed. As soon as she has them in her possession, for all intents and purposes, they're hags. And I don't know of any hag magic or magic, you know, that rivals it, which can change that fact. Perhaps there is something that the hag can do, but she wouldn't tell us.
3: Well, Hmm. we have 13 years to decide.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 12 12 years and 51 weeks, for sure. Well, Fiamil might not have that long. He's... His yeah.
3: heart might give out in a few years. <laughs> yeah. All the, from all all the, the relentless stress.
1: rage wears yeah, on <laughs> <laughs> the body. Why do people have to provoke me so often? You ever tried Headspace? <laughs> it's <a> meditation app. <laughs> we're know.
3: sponsored by Headspace. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Don't do this. I wonder Headspace hears this and they're like, I like that shout out. That's good. <laughs> um,
3: Never give them a sponsorship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it is Oren who looks to you and says, I'm just not sure that I can make this promise. I mean, I can help you, and try to, but I'm just not sure it will have the outcome you think it will.
2: Okay, well, we'll decide later on. We have to save everyone else, I guess.
0: So Oren looks to Fievel, as does Luth, and he says, the girl, the hag, says she can help.
1: Yes, with dark magic,
0: though. Dark magic might be better than her losing her life.
1: yeah. I might, worth it. I might have to go back in there and see what the offer is. If it's something that I can give up, I'll do it for sure. But other than that, uh, it's tough.
0: Oren looks over to the cart where Arda is kind of restlessly turning in her unconsciousness. Obviously, she can't move very much. Pretty much every single bone is broken in her body and is in the process of healing, albeit slowly. But she looks very sickly, and her breathing looks weak and shallow
2: my girl
1: <laughs> what'd you say yeah. did
0: you say that out loud or are you keeping that to oh, I'll yourself I'll go in the
1: <laughs> kick this hag's ass and then I'm gonna come out back and kick your ass <laughs>
3: <laughs> all while I hold him
0: okay, <laughs> no, okay so Oren looks to the bright lord and says so, we're agreed yes and then he looks to the rest of you and says whatever happens in there, keep your cool I don't want to fight with the grandmother hag yeah, fireman. <laughs> I, I drop <laughs> <laughs> roll oh. me a Dex, check to see if you land. Uh, you <laughs> know, in a in a in a ooh, seventeen. So, oh, nice. Plus Fantastic. Yeah. four. Yeah, that's a twenty-one. Is that a rigged dice? <laughs> he, lands, <laughs> he lands. very nimbly on his feet, and then looks to you and kind of smirks. I guess right. Like you're just yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: It. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I will remember that.
3: <laughs> I'm not going back in there. <laughs> All right, so, Oren looks uh, to you and says
0: Oh, okay, sorry uh, Well, Oren's gonna look to Fireman Tyson McKay, and he's gonna say You're not heading back in
3: I don't trust myself
0: <laughs> Perhaps it's best, he says Plus, What'd you say? <laughs> he said, perhaps it's best In addition, no, I, I don't I don't trust the golems The golems do not respond in any way to him saying the word golem. So he says golems, but they both just keep staring at the hut. So they they don't move at all.
3: Cold shoulder. (laughs) Well, "Mm -hmm." that
0: or they don't understand what he's saying. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Tyson McKay and Luth are staying out with the cart. Fuck, I Uh, forgot he's standing. Oh, stop it. He's not that bad. Luth is
1: such a bro. Yeah. (laughs) You you know what? Yeah. Yeah. He does what he's told, and like here, he's just gonna stay out and back fireman up. Like, what a genuine thing to do. <laughs> if the golems attack, I'm throwing him in. Just the- <laughs> <'cause I'm> running.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a terrible person. Okay, so it's it's the bright lord. Our uh, our two knights of the new moon, Oren and Lothian, and Fievel, you're heading back in. We're heading back in. Okay, Oren walks first. And as with before, never forgetting manners, which, uh, you know, happened to be very important to, to hags. Um, he to takes a certain his extent. shoes off. <laughs> they like the illusion of politeness. No, he does not take his shoes off. His hat. No, he's <laughs> not Sh- taking his shoes off. <laughs> Sh- should I clean myself before we go in? Oh my god. All right. Should I clean <laughs> myself before?
1: <laughs> You're I staying watch outside, so it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> he knocks on the door once again. And the door swings open, less creakily this time. But it's still that very dark Mm. presence inside the lair. This quite large room does have that cauldron still bubbling and spitting different liquids about. All the walls covered in, again, those vials and jars of Mm. organs and other parts of animals. The head of the dwarf seems Mm. mysteriously to be looking right at the Bright Lord as he walks in. And now you guys enter, the door closing behind you, creaking. And the voice, once again, this time you don't see her, only her voice says, oh God. "Have you come to a decision?" Show yourself. She says, <laughs> "Have you come to a decision?"
1: <laughs> yes. Show yourself, <laughs> coward. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get us killed. Uh, I'm glad I stayed there.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh. So, a cold hand with long fingers. <laughs> rests itself on Fievo's (laughs) small shoulder, and like the fingers indexed to Pinky wrap themselves around his shoulder as a voice whispers in his ear, and as you look to your shoulder, you see materializing from invisibleness the green hand of the hag with the long fingernail. She says, I'm always visible. (laughs) She says, oh, don't, don't frighten, dearie. Don't frighten. Tell me What is it you've decided?
1: After you, bright lord.
0: (laughs) Her name's
2: Granny Addy? Correct. Granny Addy, I will
0: do your deed. She takes her hand off Fievel, throws them both out magnanimously to her sides. Uh, You obviously see these long, grey, brown cloaks that she's kind of wearing. And this big smile, this toothless gape. Uh, She says, Wonderful! Okay. <laughs> so, uh, drawing, her, putting her hand into her cloaks, she pulls out this small vial of powder. The powder is dark black, and she places it in your hands and closes your fingers around the vial and then taps them and says, do take good care of that.
2: Okay. Will you give me a map of, uh, the location where the kids are?
0: She looks over to Oren, who then looks <coughs> to you and says... I know where the town is. Okay. Okay, she kind of walks over, and she kind of busies herself with some items before she, you know, whether feigning it or whether being serious, she whips back around and says, Oh, dear me, I almost forgot. What about your dear girl? Is she going to be all right? I'll tell you, she didn't look well.
3: I'm punching her outside.
0: (laughs) 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 What? What girl? (laughs) I believe her name is Arta? Yes, Arta. The lizard folk. So many broken bones. Such shallow breathing. Her complexion didn't look well at all. I wonder, do you really care for her, mouse folk? No. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a deception check. You absolutely do care for her. You're the, she's the only person who you told your name to. These guys think your name is fucking Baxter,
1: so. <laughs> it's not Baxter? What? <laughs> That's
0: an eight. <laughs> your thoughts betray you. <laughs> what do I have to do to save her? <laughs> oh, it's not what you have to do. You don't have to do anything. The only thing I require of you is something that you would require of yourself. <laughs> My
1: cheese addiction?
0: Sex. My cheese addiction. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She looks to you and says, You would be required to live the rest of your life knowing that she will love someone else. Oh god. She won't even know your name, won't remember your face, and every time you leave her sight, she will forget who you are all over again.
3: Like Adam Sandler's first can
2: just, dates. I can just slip in. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: well, is a win-win situation. Here. I'm a lover, not Perfect. a fighter. I, I have to do this. So do whatever black magic you gotta do and fix her up. I can't take it anymore.
0: So, how about this? The ritual will take some time to complete. Once our friend, the Bright Lord, has gone and come back, your friend will be healed. But you can't be inside while I do it. Please? (laughs) (laughs) If you're here, you could ruin the entire thing, my dear. So please, sit outside with the others. Maybe have a good game of cards with the golems. They do so enjoy games. So, (laughs) Oren looks to the Bright Lord and says, We must make haste. Every moment wasted is a potential another loss of life of our friends. You're right, let's go. Uh, with that, the green hag cackles and says oh how I love watching the good turn wicked
1: me too I'll be back <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God. Uh, so our bright lord is going to lose three light points for uh, undertaking an evil deed
1: uh, back to seven but you got a girlfriend maybe <laughs> yeah I got a girlfriend oh no, gonna make a video and every day she wakes up she's gonna watch it and remember all the great <laughs> times we had <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's Feeding the one dolphins. part of that fucking movie I never got. No offense, Adam Sandler. No offense. What is it? Is it Drew Barrymore? Drew is that Drew Barrymore? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she wakes up on a fucking boat. And upstairs on the on the deck is her husband and kid, and she just, what, watches the same movie every morning? She wouldn't have, like, some fucking thoughts about that? Like, I don't know. Fuck that. Yeah.
1: And I mean, Adam Sandler would have to remember to put the tape back in the right spot every day. Like, I'm sure he fucked up a couple of times, and she's like, where
0: the fuck am I? <laughs> I'm on a boat. I can not remember anything. I was taken hostage. Like, she'd probably just fucking kick him off the side of the boat, call 911. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, this is a digression as well.
3: That's love, though.
0: Is that really love? <laughs> okay. Well, we'll Taking find out when uh, we'll find out when the Beastmaster and Arda try and make a life together. <laughs> oh boy! So Oren bows. It's like it's like literally a three inch bow. Like he's just nodding uh, with the upper half of his body towards Granny Addie, and he says, "Thank you very much for your help." And he walks towards the exit. What would you like to do? Do I have some kind of like cheese thing in my rations? we haven't ever discussed that okay (laughs) I'd imagine that your rations probably consist of some cheese yes okay
1: well I'm gonna break a piece off and I'm gonna hand it to the witch and say though this was helpful for Arda I hate your guts and I give her the piece of cheese
0: (laughs) (sighs) oh so she plucks the piece of cheese out of your hands and she says a price for everything and I don't mind if you hate me dear (laughs) Soon you'll learn to hate yourself. I you already, already do. Yeah, <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> Jokes on you. I, I am crippling self-doubt. This <laughs> yeah.
3: is there a way to jump off the street.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, Brightlord and Oren, as well as Lothian, who lingers for a moment after Fievel makes his exit. Everyone exits the Hag's lair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's then up to you guys to bring Arda to her. I'm going to let Orin and Lothian do it. What would you like to do, Tyson McKay? Oh, while
3: well, they were in the tree, I, I wanted to uh, talk to Luth.
0: Ah, talk to Luth. Well, you're yeah. going to have some a uh, fair amount of time to talk to Luth mm-hmm. when Orin and the Bright Lord leave, and when Fievel's pacing outside the, the entryway to the <laughs> Hag's Lair, I'm assuming. Uh, you know, you telling me yeah. <clears throat> you have
3: to spend more time with him?
0: Yes, I'm telling you that, you know, you're probably going to have to spend a little bit of time with him. This is really more of a, a two-player thing to go, you know, sprinkle some powder on kids unless you want to be a part of the act i do <laughs> perfect okay then you can you can go as well okay <laughs> so Oren mounts his horse and then points to luth's horse which he says that you may use bright lord ooh
2: i hop on it
0: excellent tyson Wait. k is also looking to go
3: yeah i'm coming with so, so get he on points back, fireman <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says we have to leave one horse in case something goes wrong and he looks at Lothian and says you'll be staying here and Lothian looks to him and just nods no really no emotion no expression just nods tell him I'm a prized stallion you could have that horse <laughs> 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 so uh fireman you will have to hop on the back of someone's horse if I you're gotta,
3: looking to go yeah i'm going to hop on the bright lord's horse
0: okay and our adventures take off the way they came into the swamps but no more than a few minutes into the ride you begin to veer towards the northeast through the mangroves we're now back over we're gonna we're gonna keep things at the swamp with Granny Addy for just a few more minutes Luth and Lothian are sitting on some logs the lizard folk children seem nervous so Luth is trying to create conversation with them trying to make them feel better Lothian is making no attempt whatsoever so he's got he's got no interest yeah
3: he's got the right idea
0: help (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, okay. (laughs) And Fievel. Arda is inside the hag's lair. Smoke begins to billow out of the chimney, which seems to be just kind of built into the tree. You hear the clinking of glasses, the banging of pots, as well as uh, some shrieks. They don't sound like they're human, though, so you're not really sure what they are.
3: Well, Arda's not human.
0: (laughs) They don't sound like they're humanoid, so you're not sure what they are.
1: Probably the kids Hmm. screaming. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> so cuz is probably there. Am I right in front him. of the doorway type thing?
0: Well, you're outside. Okay. You can be wherever you'd like to be. This is D&D after all. I go home. <laughs> <laughs> None of you have homes. We already established your backstories are sad.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to try and distract myself and I'll do some goodberry and feed Jack Bauer. You know, he's he's, he's probably frightened or no. Who am I kidding. I'm frightened. <laughs> but watching him eat comforts me, so...
0: It's very Beastmaster of you. I love that. Jack Bauer doesn't give a shit, but I'm scared, so I'm going to take care of Jack Bauer. You know what? Plus another inspiration point, man. You're <laughs> well, really playing not, a character just today. Alright, so you, you tend to Jack Bauer. The oh. shrieks and screams become louder, and this blackish smoke begins to filter out of the cracks in between the walls, or I should say the outside of the the tree, and the doorway. So in those small cracks, which obviously aren't airtight, this black smoke, it smells putrid. Like l- uh, sulfur would smell, I suppose, rotten eggs. Mm. Um, and y- the whole little tiny grove that you guys are in, this open clearing, the golems make no... Uh, they have no reaction to this. They obviously can't smell shit. But you guys can. <laughs> and uh, Lothian just places uh, his cloak over top of his face just to try and like block out some of this stench. Uh, and the lizard folk children look very like worried at this. Jack Bauer like turns to look at the the tree, but makes no attempt to move or care. <laughs> it's not toxic in the sense that it seems like it'll kill you, but it's definitely not pleasant to smell. Okay.
3: Wait, what if she falls in love with Jack Bauer? Oh God. We're we're a team.
0: Tyson McKay, if you could please keep your <laughs> keep your comments to yourself. <laughs> Alright. Uh if it's Wait, cool with you guys. Up. Sorry, continue.
1: Um I'm gonna break off more little pieces of cheese. I'm gonna shove two in my nostrils <laughs> to block like the smell, and I'm gonna go over and do the same for the two lizard folk children. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, you approach them with pieces of small cheese to put it up their nose. They look at you like you're ridiculous. And then I as point you begin, at my nose. <laughs> no, no, they see it. They see two large yellow hunks of cheese hanging out of your nose. I guess, it's, I mean, the children, It'll help. They're, they're gonna let, they let you do it. You put cheese up their nose. Okay. Uh, it's really hard to breathe out of there, because it's a fucking solid object, not, not anything that air can pass through. It's not Swiss cheese. Who do I call to report him? Yeah, I don't know if this is illegal or if it's just weird. And Lothian looks at you and just shakes his head almost in disgust. Luth I- looks at you and says, does that really work?
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: you want some? <laughs> he says no no I'm good <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay good. I'm, I'm done you excellent I'm, I'm,
0: I'm glad we're done with that <laughs> we're now over to our players on the road it is Brightlord Rogar Ragnac and Fireman or should I say Planeswalker Tyson McKay along with Oren the ride is by, n- by no stretch of the imagination fun it's a lot of ups and downs horses go from ankle deep, or I guess hoof deep, to knee deep in muck, and the mangroves are pretty treacherous. But it's only about two hours before you're outside of the mangroves and into the open swamp, back to where the, the region is very similar to where you guys were with the Bullywugs. I missed this. Uh, <laughs>
2: Last swamp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the mountains are in sight again, and uh-huh. Oren looks to the northeast and says, there, and he points to kind of like a fissure, or kind of where two bases of two mountains meet. Right, so kind of like a v-shape a clear opening in the mountains and he says we ride for there
3: this is planeswalkers hometown (laughs) no it's not but it's it's where i feel comfortable
0: in the mountains man you gather more mana there
3: more mana oh my god if we get into a fight and we're good
0: (laughs) good to know Okay, so you guys ride throughout the day, all right, Uh, or the remainder of the day, I should say, as it was about noon when you guys arrived at the camp, which means that it was about one o'clock by the time everything was done. So we're looking at roughly uh, six hours of travel before dusk, not before nightfall, I should say, and that would put you guys uh, at about half of the distance to 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 the full extent to which you need to go. Uh, As you ride through the day, the sun isn't beating down on you or anything like that. This is the swamp. It's very overcast, a little bit of drizzle throughout the afternoon. But as dusk approaches, Oren looks to both of you and says, rest or travel? Travel.
2: Yeah, let's keep traveling.
0: Okay. He says, we'll have to tread carefully. The northeast is uncharted.
3: I'm always careful, Oren. You know that.
0: Okay, Oren looks to you and says, Oh yes, I've seen how just how careful you are. Some call me dainty. <laughs> no one's ever called you that.
3: Oren, your or- voice sounds different. Oh my god, that was me telling you no one's ever called you dainty. Guys- Oren, what's happening to you? <laughs> He's turning into egg.
0: You guys ride through the night. Uh, the stars above are Oren's compass, and that is what he uses for his sense of direction. It is... What's
3: there, that out? metal thing you got in your hand?
0: <laughs> it's not not a compass. I said the stars are his compass. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys are terrible today. We are riding towards Gray Tips. It is nearly four o'clock in the morning. Don't laugh, Sam. When <laughs> you have reached the edge of the swamp, near the base of the, uh, the mountain range. We are now into a little bit of an, an odd meeting or greeting of biomes here. Uh, so it begins to get rocky, with just large puddles all about, uh, and some very large, tall reeds at the base of these mountains. Oren looks around for a moment in the moonlight, and then points, where you see a small path, uh, which is at the very base of the mountains. It looks like kind of a a, a single cart or a one-cart road, uh, where he says, There, that's where we'll follow, all the way to Great Tips.
3: Then let's go.
0: So the horses clamber up through these very <laughs> rocky and hilly terrain. Until they reach the road. Uh, upon reaching the road, Orin says, We can take it easy from here. No more than a few clicks and we'll be at Gray Forks. Gray Tips. Forks? <laughs> Slip of the tongue, who fucking John. knows. Great tips.
2: So are we hopping off our horses and walking from here
0: then? You may do as you like, but I'm staying on mine.
2: Yeah, get off the horse. It's mine now.
3: <laughs> no, I'll stay on it as well. Oh my god. This is a robbery. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I've been playing the long con.
0: The long con. <laughs> I, was in, I, I intentionally got imprisoned twice <laughs> so that I could rob you guys. <laughs> and when the chance came to rob thousands of gold pieces from a billy I said, no thanks, sir. I've had i had my a, eye on something different this whole time. <laughs> I am a
2: just thief. <laughs>
3: oh my gosh.
0: The, the travel takes no more than another hour as you guys now reach the outskirts of Grey Tips. The mining town is in somewhat of a valley between the mountains it's very small looks like there's only about 40 houses or or buildings or structures of any kind very notably one large cross wooden beam structure which is at the back of the town which uh, seems to bore into the mountain. so undoubtedly gray tips uh the the local mine There is a large building, which seems to be on the main street, along which all these houses, kind of like Wild West style, like there's one main road, all the houses are kind of along there. There's one very large building, uh, which looks to be a a common greeting place or or maybe some type of tavern or pub. But other than that, the lights on inside the houses uh, are very few. There's only a couple houses which do have lanterns lit. The others seem completely dark. I light them. Light them all. Jesus. From, from, from 600 feet distance you do that just create a big fireball and throw it no. <laughs> oh my god I'm just start to salt the town
2: somebody help what is it
0: you guys would like to do or points out that it's great tips pretty obvious um and then says we don't know what house we're looking for so we'll need to get some intel Oh god you got it the uh- horses begin to just slowly walk down this is a little bit more of an incline down into the valley uh where you guys are headed now a couple of rocks kind of fall off of some of these heightened overpasses that you're on before you eventually make your way down to the main road. Uh, there's no real people out and about at, it's now five o'clock in the morning. But the sun is beginning to rise, and uh, Oren looks to you guys and says, Tavern, and he points forward, it's probably open all hours, and we can find out what we're looking for there.
3: Maybe I can get close.
0: Clothes. okay this is my (laughs) whole plan oh my gosh wait sorry are you still in a loincloth i sure am sir oh my goodness was that 10 ac (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh well there's no shops open at 5 a.m but the 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 tavern is definitely open because it is also like kind of an inn as you guys approach it the sign is made of wood and Mm -hmm. the the name reads the iron pick pretty Mm unimaginative name for a pretty pretty small and out of the way town
3: can i perception check for any drunks inside the tavern
0: (laughs) yeah sure roll me d20 you're gonna look through the glass
3: (laughs) yeah like look for any like passed out drunks
1: so he has x-ray vision (laughs) okay so that would be 18
0: so you peer through (laughs) the fogged up windows of the tavern of the iron pick here, uh, you see four individuals inside. One, the bartender, or barkeep, innkeeper, whatever word tickles your fancy. He is an older man with a gray beard, uh, which has white at the tips of it, uh, big furry eyebrows, and dark brown eyes. He is cleaning a mug <laughs> as he is standing behind the Gando? bar. There are three. I'm just <laughs> 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 Don't call him that, please. <laughs> you then see three other individuals. Two at the bar itself. One slowly drinking an ale. The other one looks like his head is down and passed out. The other appears to be at a booth, which is on the other side of the room. And the individual there appears to also be kind of resting and sleeping on one of the benches at the booth.
2: Time to wake up. I got a plan. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Oren looks at you and says, "What's your plan?"
3: We should get information from here, sir.
0: Oren says, "That was my plan."
3: <laughs> I don't remember.
0: Uh, yeah, when he when he looked and said, "That's probably the tavern. That's where we're gonna find the intel." Yeah, that's what he meant there.
1: No, I think this was my plan all along. To we're be fair, gonna... if you ever told him that before he left. I just wanna get
0: that out there. Okay, it doesn't fucking matter whose plan it is. <laughs>
1: Let's walk Orin...
0: in. Orin opens the door and a bell jingles overhead. The barkeep looks up. He looks a little surprised at first, but then quickly covers up that surprise. And as you walk in, the one man who looked like he was passing out kind of like like bolts up, right? And then he looks to you guys. Uh, He's a fairly young man with long brown hair, a little bit chubby. And as he, like, throws his head up to look at you and then, like, jerks it to the left, you can just see that there's nothing going on behind those eyes. (laughs) Like, he is completely blackout. Perfect. (laughs) The man who's slowly sipping on his ale to the right of him uh, does not even look at you guys as you walk in, and the man who is at the booth is still passed out. So Oren kind of looks around the room and then walks over, takes a seat three stools down from the very, very drunken man who uh, looks like a fool, and looks to the barkeep and says... I'll take an ale. The barkeep looks to him, takes the glass, which he had just been cleaning, and puts it in front of Oren, and then pours out an ale for him and says, Anything else for you, sir? And Orin says, as he looks to you two, I suppose two more. And the barkeep hey, kind of turn, turns his drink. back. <laughs> yes, you do. Come on. <laughs> Why don't you drink?
3: I don't know if Tyson's ever drank before. He'll put out his flames. You don't drink in D&D? I don't know. He's not that, he's not that old. He, yeah, he might have. Your mom just died. You need something to help that. Yeah. I don't drink. I don't have sex, right now. And, and I
0: and I don't do bad things. <laughs> okay. I do it all for my, the for the planeswalker.
3: <laughs> I grab my drink and I I
2: take it over to the booth.
0: Okay, so you head over to the booth, but Orin stays where he's at. What would you like to do, Bright Lord?
2: I'm gonna sit beside Orin and say thank you for the ale.
0: Uh, wow. Okay. Little gentleman,
2: I say cheers.
0: Oren nods to him and then looks to the barkeep who's currently got his back turned, but looks like he's going to be making a, a comeback, turning around any moment. And then he kind of leans in close to you, Brightlord, and he says, Follow my lead. Okay, I follow his lead. Oren <laughs> taps on the bar, and then he looks to the barkeep who turns quickly, and he, he Oren kind of flashes his longsword underneath his cloak and says, I need a moment with this gentleman, he says, as he pulls at the scruff of the really drunk guy. The really drunk guy looks super confused and scared, right? <laughs> He's got this very large knight grabbing onto him. And it is the bartender who looks to him and says, What, Abe? I've known him my whole life. Oren looks at him and says, I don't care how long you've known him. I need a word with him. Okay, okay, gosh. Uh alright, I'll make myself busy in the back for a minute. And then you hear him muttering to himself as he walks the back, where Shut you up. hear buckets <laughs> and water and other types of things just <laughs> clacking together and splashing. <laughs> And just is murmuring about being treated poorly in his own establishment. Okay. <laughs> Where's oh, my wife? poorly? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> Orin then pulls this guy's cloak upwards, right? His, his clothing. And he gets like an inch away from his face and he says, You have some information I want, mate. And the, the boy, who you now know to be Abe, says, I, 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 I don't, don't know what you're talking about. There was a set of twins, girls born a couple days ago. Mother's not doing too well, father died in the mines, and I want to know where they are. Uh, 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 The- the- the Adelsons, they're they're right across the the street, three houses down. Red door, can't miss it. Well, thank you kindly. And he kinda then headbutts the guy. Uh. The the drunk guy who is currently (laughs) sipping on the ale hasn't looked over this whole time. And when he headbutts the guy, Oren then makes it go like, oh, drunk, he passed out. And he kind (laughs) of makes it seem like this guy's just passed out of his own accord. And he says, oh, you. And he places his hand on the guy's shoulder who's drinking, who then finally kind of, not even turning his whole head, just kind of leers, like turns his eyes and looks towards Oren. He says, take care of your friend, will you? And the guy looks to him and says, will do.
3: So as this is happening, I'm going to pretend to trip. Okay, you're
0: you're sitting at the the bench, are you not? Are you sitting at the booth?
3: I, I was just going to walk over.
0: Okay, so you're walking over.
3: And then as I walk over, I, I pretend to trip and spill oh. my ale all over the guy that's sitting there. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you pretend to trip, and you kind of spill your ale. You don't really have to pretend too hard because, you know, no one's looking at you, and the guy there is passed <laughs> out. The cold ale splashes over the guy who's asleep. He jolts upwards and goes, "Oh, what the fuck is going on?
3: Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, sir. So sorry.
0: So, I, the guy's kinda like blinking his eyes frantically, he's like, The fucking fuck you- Yeah- oh, Foreigner fucks coming through this town, I swear. And he starts to like stand, but he's way too drunk, so mm-hmm. his first attempt lands him back on his ass. Uh, but he seems <laughs> really angry at you.
3: Sir, your clothes are- are soaked. Let me get you some new- new clothes. Give me those ones, and I'll- I'll get you new ones. <laughs> yeah. I'll dry those ones out for you, and I'll- I'll go get you a new pair.
0: Roll me a persuasion check. Oh.
3: Boy, Boy. Uh, that'll be a 22. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> this guy's drunk, so he's at disadvantage. He's rolling for a little bit of reason right now. Uh, oh God. <laughs> his first roll was was really bad. That's a two. And his second roll... Well, it doesn't matter. He's at disadvantage. Yeah, second roll is a ten. that's not much better, even. But with the two, he begins to. He says, well, "My clothes," and he just starts taking them off, <laughs> like he th- he knows it's a bad call, but he's just doing it anyways. So he takes off his. Uh, it's just a white mining shirt with a pretty low cut neck and buttons on it, uh, or at least there's two buttons at the uh, at the chest. No no more buttons further down, and then they're just brown work pants that he pulls off as well. And he says, where are your extra clothes?
3: Uh, I'll I'll go get you some new ones, sir. And I grab the clothes, and I, and I run out the tavern.
0: <laughs> okay, roll me... Wait, do you even care about deceiving him, or are you just taking his clothes and running away?
3: I, I, yeah, I want to deceive him.
0: <laughs> okay, so roll me a deception check.
3: That's a ten. So- <laughs>
0: So, the guy's drunk, but he's not that... I mean, he's drunk as fuck, but he he realizes a lie when he hears it, and he's like, Hey, this guy's stealing my clothes!
3: (laughs) No, no, I swear, sir, I'm just going to get you some new ones. I have (laughs) some out on
0: my horse. Hey, Barkeep, this guy's stealing my clothes! It is, um, Orin, who takes his iron mug of... Or his tin mug, I should say, of ale, downing it, he throws it at the guy's head, we're gonna roll for the throw... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, seventeen, 17, which is definitely a hit. Attle boy, Oren. Yeah. So he knocks him dead center of the head, and the guy passes out again. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. now the only guy who has failed to pay attention, or or seemingly refused to pay attention to anything so far, who now looks to Oren and says, You're quite a funny bunch, aren't you? Uh,
3: <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> as, I'm putting says, him, as I'm putting his clothes on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so roll me a d20, please. Okay, 11? Okay, so you're getting them on, but you almost trip and fall over as you hop around trying to put the pants on saying, What did you call me? (laughs) Oren then looks at the man and says, How much gold to forget this whole thing? And the man looks and kind of smirks and he says, What do we say to 25?
3: How about a high five?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No one knows what a high five is here, so that's not really a form of currency.
3: (laughs) Oren
0: pulls 30 gold pieces out of his pocket Oh my god! Places them on the table in a small pouch And says, 30 And the man nods his head and says Never knew you, never saw you Never knew what happened
3: I kind of want that gold though Can I kill him? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
0: Oh my gosh, please I, I mean, again, I'm a DM So I can't tell you you can't do something But <laughs> for g- the love of God Please don't kill this guy <laughs> Can I ask him for his belt? You can do that if you'd like. I mean, you can also take... There's a belt on the pants. Oh,
3: okay. I tighten that belt because I'm a little okay. thin.
0: Yeah, you're <laughs> way thinner than these pants are. So, uh, <laughs> yes, you tighten them. They definitely look way too baggy for you. You just look like someone who's not... You're wearing stolen clothes. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> or, or you're so poor you can't afford clothes that fit you, which is, you know... <laughs> it's both. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, Oren <clears throat> quickly turns his cloak kind of billowing as he does so and he exits the tavern quickly leaving a few gold pieces for the innkeeper. I, I take one of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you quickly pick up one of the gold pieces for the innkeeper and you take it and you now have one gold piece. Fried <laughs> yeah.
3: This has been a great trip, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! It's like it's like not being invited on a road trip, and you're having the best time, and everyone else is trying so hard. Oh gosh! You know I, what? Um, plus one inspiration point for playing to your character. You're not wealthy. You saw a gold piece there, and you just decided to take it. I like it. This this gold piece is going to have some significance for you. This is the the start of your new fortune. You you've, I, you you well, firmly need <laughs> I have one hundred twenty
2: five. Oh, God. Oh, I haven't I killed him yet.
0: <laughs> Oren has left the inn. What would you guys like to do? Are you following behind?
2: Uh, yeah, I wave as I leave. <laughs> yeah, I, I leave as
0: well, but so, I don't wave. <laughs> so, Oren looks, and uh, on the street, it's about 5.30 in the morning, and the the sun is, is not fully coming through the mountains yet, but it's definitely becoming dawn, right? Definitely morning time. He looks and does a perception check, relatively easy one, does make it with a 12, um, and sees the small house three doors down with the red door. He approaches it and then does a perception check inside and then looks to you guys and says, we'll have to do this quick or wait for nightfall.
3: It just became day. That would take forever. Exactly. Yeah, which is why we
0: part. need to move quick.
3: But why don't we just, I got a plan.
0: Okay, let's hear it.
3: What if uh, Bright pretends to be a doctor coming to check in on the kids?
0: He's wearing heavy armor, and he's heavily armored. <laughs> it's
3: dangerous times, okay?
0: <laughs> he says, a ruse? Maybe. But, uh, perhaps we could just sneak in through one of the windows.
3: Okay, I'll do it.
0: He oh, says, wait, I can't smoke. do it. No, no, it can't be you. It has to be the Bright Lord. I hate these rules. <laughs> you can make a distraction in the middle of the town, though.
3: Oh, I'm good at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says, you'll have to hurry.
3: I run out into the middle of the street. <laughs> okay,
0: you're in the middle of the street, far away from, well, not far away, you're about 50 feet from the house of the Adelstons, which is the, the family, or the remains of a family, a broken family, with the twin girls. You are now, it's, it's out to you, Tyson McKay, how do you want to proceed?
3: I'm going to clear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to mess up my clothes a little bit, they're already a little, you know, they smell like alcohol, <laughs> a little messed up already. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna start stumbling around Oi! (laughs) What the fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you start to begin to act like a drunk person Um, (laughs) You
3: you guys, Jesus, what's happening to this place? (laughs) I looked at Oren, I say, that's
2: our cue, let's go (laughs)
0: Okay, Uh, There are miners which are beginning to exit their homes, wives kissing them on the cheeks before they go off into the mines early in the day. They all begin to kind of crowd around Tyson McKay, who is making a spectacle of himself. They begin to... You know, obviously, like, say, you hear them say things like, fucking drunks, and, you know, an honest man needs to work, and you're not working, and all this kind of stuff, and you just keep calling them out individually.
3: I start <laughs> preaching, this town's gone to hell, what happened to the good old days?
0: Okay, the people are definitely interested in this, and no one is currently looking at the Bright Lord or Orin. So, Bright Lord, there's a window here. Mm. If you'd like to try getting in that way, you definitely can. Uh, Yeah, do you have to roll for that? Well, no, you can just attempt to open it and see if it's unlocked. I will okay. do so. So you attempt to open the window. It slides open pretty easily, and you can now attempt to get in. It's it's a fairly narrow window, though, so you're going to need to roll me a dex check to see how quietly, stealthily, how impressively uh, you get through this window. 18. With nary a sound, you make it into the Adelston's home. And now you find yourself in the main room, so it's kind of like a kitchen living room. There are three doors, uh, one to the left hand side, one right beside the fireplace, and another one off to the right. There's no sound coming from the house. Everything's eerily quiet and mm. looks like it hasn't been dusted or cleaned in quite some time. What would you like to do?
2: Well, better clean this place out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, i got to distract for a long
3: uh, haul. Outside,
0: you hear Tyson McKay yelling at some guy about how rusty (laughs) his pick is and how that's no good for mining.
3: (laughs) You can't use this. This is garbage. And then I hit the ground and I fall over. Ah!
0: Okay. What would you like to do, Brightlord? I'll do a
2: perception check to see just what's uh, inside the house.
0: Inside the house, there is a set of armchairs as well as a rug. Uh, those sit in front of the fireplace. The kitchen, there's dishes which have been untended to, uncleaned. Uh, there are some flies kind of buzzing around them. The door to the left appears to be open. It looks like some sort of a bathroom. Definitely not high quality, definitely not very clean. The room dead center, which is to the right of the fireplace, uh, is somewhat open, and you can see that it looks like a bedroom of sorts, and the room to the right's door is closed. Okay, I will go to the room with the bedrooms. Yeah, are you rolling me a stealth check to do this stealthily?
3: Yeah. Okay. You don't have to. I'll hit someone for you. Roll <laughs> me a d20.
0: A 10. So your armor is definitely creaking and making sound. As you walk over to the door with the, the bedroom behind it, which you can see, you can kind of peer into the room if you'd like. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Inside, you see a double bed or a bed which would have been for husband and wife, and beside it, a cradle okay the cradle as you can see from your position it's a very small room has two small girls they look very thin and small for their age and a woman who looks very ill herself very thin gaunt in the face very dark circles under her eyes her hair looks thin and wispy she is uh, asleep with her hand on the bars the edge of the cradle what would you like to do (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: I'm both, not cutting her hand. Both about. Fievel and I
3: motioned to cut her hand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Fievel's Break not the there, bond. and Tyson McKay, you're in the middle of your third act, so we've, you know, uh, it's up to you, Bright Lord. Love,
3: <laughs> what is it good for?
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Say it again now.
3: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: So the the mom's laying in the bed, holding onto the crib? Passed the yes.
0: fuck out. Passed out. Yes, correct. Like a drunk Okay. Okay, um, she's very sick, she's not drunk. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> also, a lot of judgement from the guy who just stole clothes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he was a dick, okay? <laughs> he was um, asleep.
2: <laughs> I guess I'll try and sneak over and just put the powder on without trying to wake her up. Roll me a self check. God,
0: Seven. Okay Zero. (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay, so you walk over to the edge of the crib. Don't get me wrong, you make it there, but the woman's eyes flutter open. She looks frightened for a moment and then says You're here to save them. Please help my children.
2: Uh you got it. (laughs) From the looks of your house, it looks like you (laughs) you do need some help. What do you need me to do?
0: Please. I can't take care of them. I don't think I have long now. Please, they have no one. Take them. Oh God.
2: I was just supposed to put powder on them, not take them. <laughs> would you? What, I you don't sprinkle, know if the witch would prefer if I brought them there or if, if you sprinkle I sprinkled powder them. on them.
3: Or just grab and them. And they die. And like, what if they die before they become of age?
0: Yeah, sprinkling the powder on them isn't what's turning them into hags, so. Oh. Does it make them zombies? You don't know what it does to them.
2: Okay. Yeah, so it, you. Just
3: sprinkle it on them.
2: I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, well, I don't want the mom to watch. She'd be like, What are you doing? I guess (laughs) I'll I'll take the kids and Pepper. Just put them in the other room. I'll Mm -hmm. take the kids and I tell her that I'll take care of them.
0: Okay. So she says, Come closer, please, so I can gaze upon you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I go
2: closer, but I keep my distance at two
0: because she's sick. Okay. (laughs) you will have to move the cradle a little bit to the right or down uh, further away from her so that you can kind of kneel beside her bed okay pretty it's strong pretty, so. no it's pretty easy uh, dude it's a cradle <laughs> with two weak old children in it they actually don't cry they're very quiet oh, um wow. and probably from being sick right you kneel beside her and she looks at your eyes and says you are a good man thank you thank my you heart. so much <laughs> my
2: heart it's broken <laughs> Not yet. She says,
0: No, no, your heart can't break. It's too good for that. Never forget the goodness you've done here.
1: I feel like an ass, like <laughs> Deal with it. Field does that every fucking day. What um, the fuck
0: do you deal with? You wanted to be a king in your town, they said no. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you
2: know, since so, I feel so bad, I'll say, is there anything else I could do for you?
0: As you say that, her breathing becomes very weak. She holds on to your hands. And she looks to you and says, promise me you'll care for them. I will. And that's Look. not lying. It's oh, lying. Deception wow. Check. That's a light point. You know, you're doing something oh, evil shit. here. You're doing something bad, man. But I feel the goodness in you right now. I know you're Darth Vader right now, and I can feel the good.
3: Do you feel the goodness in Tyson, too?
0: I never feel the goodness <laughs> in Tyson, who is currently rolling on the ground, uh, <laughs> trying to keep someone's pickaxe away from them. <laughs>
3: I, I grab the closest guy to me and I say, Do you know where my mother is? <laughs> um,
0: the woman dies, passes away. Oh, I it seems as that. though the only thing that was hanging and uh, the only thing keeping her uh, on this realm, keeping her from passing away, was the knowledge that there was no one to take care of her children. And now you're there, Bright Lord, with the two small babes in the cradle. What would you I'm like to do? your new
2: daddy. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, well, since the kids are probably malnourished, I'll give uh, I'll give my rations to them and like split the ration in half and try and feed it. They're babies. Yeah, them. You're gonna have to yeah, they're, they're, it. They're
1: How I need to know? Describe it in detail, please.
0: What What's in my rations? May I ask? Uh, it's mostly bread and cheese um, with some dried meat. All okay. of which babies can't eat, Damn. even if you. I mean, like at this point, dude, they're breastfeeding or nothing. So you know, like it's it's pretty tough for you. Time yeah, um, to
2: pull out the nipple. Yeah, <laughs> Your milk's pretty good. <laughs> Yo, okay, I'll let's just
3: get into the hag, and then it's her problem. Actually, we don't even have to. We just shoot the sugar. food like a
1: bird,
2: and then. But the, he said he can't eat it. Just sprinkle the powder on them. They leave. Yeah, I guess I'll sprinkle the powder, but before I do, I. I'm gonna make an
0: oath to go back to them and save them. Okay.
2: To to who? To myself.
0: Okay. (laughs) Alright, so no, I I like it. The Bright Lord makes an oath to one day return and save the girls from the curse which he has now aided to complete for the hag. Uh, You sprinkle the powder over them and they kinda rustle, they move around in their sleep, but they wake up and their eyes open wide and they stare at you in unison together. They... When they move, and they do, to, like, brush away at their face to kind of uh, just, like, move their limbs, they do so in complete unison, and they continue to stare at you. The pupils of their eyes begin to dilate and become larger and larger and larger until they're completely black, their eyes are entirely black, where they stare at you and um. don't stop staring at you.
2: I uh I yelled to Thorin There's something wrong with the babies. <laughs> Come quick.
0: Thorin <laughs> says, We don't have time. Did you sprinkle it? Yes. Their eyes are turning black. He says, It doesn't matter, we have to go now. Tyson McKay is currently fending off three men from trying to separate him with a pickaxe. <laughs> Dark times are coming, my friends. Dark times indeed. <laughs> uh,
3: what
2: would you like to do, Bright Lord? I ask him, "Do I leave the kids here, or do I bring them with
0: us?" I don't know. Choose, but hurry. I'm I'm bringing them with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, you reach for the children, and as you do so, each of them—one with the right arm and one with the left—grab your fingers with increased strength, oh, God. and they just stare at you.
2: Say, "Come on, kids! It's time to catch the mouse."
0: <laughs> Okay, so... uh, Can I roll to see what a bus is?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The wagon bus! You're (laughs) not there,
0: so you do not have to do so. Uh, The children are holding onto your fingers with incredible strength for a week old, and they look at you with their unblinking black eyes, and they do not make any attempt to get into your arms or to to come with you.
2: Shake them loose. They don't want to come
0: with me? It, It doesn't seem like they're making any attempt to. (coughs)
2: <coughs> I'll, uh,
0: I'll just leave them
2: there then, since they don't
0: want Kay. to. So you pull your hands away, uh, and as you begin to back away towards the door, they both sit up in unison at the waist, oh their God. heads following you with these black eyes as they stare, and weak old babies shouldn't be able to do many of these things, dude, but they smile at you as well.
2: Thorin, uh, the babies are smiling at me in a weird way. Well, they don't have teeth, so it'd be weird. It doesn't matter, let's go.
0: Okay, I charge out the door. (laughs) Okay, so you exit the door. Uh, The scene you see right now is two men hanging on to Tyson McKay's arms uh, (laughs) as he's hanging and clutching at a pickaxe close to his chest. He is screaming about the end times, and he is just holding on to this pickaxe. My father
3: was a miner,
0: <laughs> and
3: now I am too.
0: <laughs> okay, so you definitely notice, um, Tyson McKay, that Oren uh, and our Bright Lord have gotten out of the house. So you release the pickaxe, uh, and they drop you to the ground. Uh, what you'd like to do now is up to you.
3: I get up and dust myself off, and I start acting normal. And I say, thank you, good sirs. I I had a bit of uh, a bit of spirits last night you know what I'm saying
0: (laughs) okay so they all like shake their heads and look at you in amazement as you just walk off confidently from them (laughs) your pants really baggy uh, falling around your your, and down your ass as you just walk away (laughs) (laughs) so Oren looks to you Brightlord, and says did you do it I did but it's very weird what happened what kind of weird
3: Sorry, am I there?
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you've walked over, and you're now, like, hands like on your pissed. hips, confidently looking at both of them.
2: <laughs> what kind of weird? Well, I talked to the mom before she died, and she said, take care of them, and then I sprinkled the powder on the kids, and their eyes just turned black, and they did everything in, uh, what is it? It's like... Unison? The Unison, yeah. They did everything in unison. And before I left, they smiled at me. I wish I had a in mom. In a creepy way, not... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stop making this about yourself. Okay, so Oren looks to you and says, "We don't have time to think on it now. We have to return to the swamps. My heart is of the essence. Giddy up! Okay, okay. We'll, we'll ride so back. the the team mounts back on the horses and begins to trot off. Having completed your deed, you each gain four hundred experience points for oh recruiting God. the hags.
2: Wow, it feels good. This is a good trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're now flipping it over." to Fievel Mausenthroth. It has been the entirety of the remainder of the day. As you know, these guys traveled through the night, Fievel, so you guys are going to have to make some sort of a camp here. Luth makes a fire for everyone, and Lothian kind of sits at the fire. He prods at it, just thoughtfully, and everyone seems kind of on edge. Um, The golems are definitely still there. Sometimes they stand and walk around, shaking the ground beneath them. And Jack Bauer has taken to watching them pretty closely, uh, seeing that they're very large, nearly as large as he is. Uh, what would you like to do for the evening? Are you going to stay awake? Yeah, I'm going to
1: just kind of like keep an eye on the hut and the, the golems. I'll, I'll just say I'll take first watch
0: to Luth and Lothian. Both of them nod and turn in for the night. During the night, you hear faint whispers, dark ethereal magic emanating from the tree. From Granny Addie's lair Sometimes it stops and there's pauses But other times the voices and the whispers Are like almost competing with each other And it, it seems impossible that all these sounds Could be coming from one humanoid or one person As the hours go by The golems uh, eventually sit down One across from the other And just stare at you With their soulless eyes you stare back Okay. So staring back, listening to these dark whispers emanating uh, from there, you can't help but feel like this is quite the pickle you've gotten yourself into. Jack Bauer is dozing off at this point, and Lothian wakes and says, I'll take over watch.
1: Yeah, just wake me if there's anything. Of course, he says. I uh, kind of retreat under, not under Jack
0: Bauer, but like near his like front legs and just kind of curl up in a ball and fall asleep. So, uh, you've fallen asleep, and it is not until morning time that you wake. When you do so, the fire is smoldering. It's Lo- uh, Luth, who is currently awake, Lothian still sleeping, and the Lizardfolk children sleeping inside the cart. The golems are gone, not no longer there, um, and as you look to the ground with your keen Beastmaster senses, you see tracks heading off into the swamps. As you wake, there is a whisper of thought in your mind which says, I'm done...
1: Oh, God. All right, well, do my, my stretch, and then I guess... Uh, clean yourself. You're going to see Arda for the That's while. true. That is true. Okay.
3: Yeah. Not-
0: <laughs> she won't remember this at all, so...
3: <laughs> this is a first time meeting. you will have to
1: clean himself. No, I'm not going to clean myself. Whatever. We're all dirty. I want everyone to have an equal chance at Arda.
3: Why do you think I got my clothes?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, booze. what would you like to do? So the golems are gone. Yes. Let's go knock on the door and see what I
0: created. You knock on the door, and it opens slowly, and standing in front of you is Arda. She is as she was before attacked and nearly killed by the Shambling Mound. She stands there. Her eyes are closed currently, and the hag is behind her, her fingers clutching at her, wrapped around her. The hag looks to you, she's still, she's not in the sunlight, uh, though there is very little of it, she's in the shadows uh, created by the doorway, and she smiles at you with that toothless smile, snaps her fingers beside Arda's ear, and Arda wakes up. The hag, the hag pushes her forward, and the door closes behind her. Arda looks to you and says, who are you? And that is where we end our session for today. (laughs)
1: Love you, <laughs> Love me.
3: <laughs> dark times and are coming, my friends. Dark <laughs> Ladies times. and gentlemen,
0: dark times are coming. And uh, I just want to say thank you very much for listening with us tonight. Um, whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of the Dicey D20. As always, my name is Noah. I'm your DM. Uh, joined with our players, our Bright Lord, Rogar Ragnar. My heart's
3: broken. Not so bright anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rogar Ragnar went through a tough time tonight, as did Fievel Mausenthrov. Sure
3: did. I think I was the only one that had fun this round. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Playing a drunk in the streets, fantastic. Well, yeah. what better fun is there than being drunk and arguing relentlessly with strangers?
3: I got gold, and I have I have clothes now. It's been a good <laughs> fucking session. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I just want to point out we're at a
2: big eleven hundred downloads. Oh, Ooh, uh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. So you
3: know, if you have friends. Share it if you have friends.
1: <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, just make another account. I'm your friend. <laughs> Download them again.
0: <laughs> we won't judge you. Okay, let's stop. Uh, let's <laughs> stop insulting our listeners. Thanks so much, guys. It's been a fantastic time. Uh, this is your DM. Peace and out. Bye. Fievel Bye, everyone.
1: Fievo here. Next time on Dicey D20. Then and can- <laughs> I light
3: my hands on fire, and I said, "We're robbing you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one? I, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh,
0: how did I get here?
1: I have a joke first, lighten <laughs> up the mood. No.
0: <laughs> you really, this is that you're gonna role play this? Alright, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy our podcast here at the Dicey D20, I'm sure you will love Call of Cthulhu. A steampunk podcast that solves mysteries. Been a fantastic time listening to them. So, uh, great friends of the pod here at Dicey D20. We like to shout them out. Say if you love us, you love them. Take care and you. have a. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to ruin every single take?
1: All
3: background music and audio comes from Tabletop Audio. If you're running your own campaign, visit tabletopaudio.com to find music for any situation.